Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie was his name, we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He used good and plenty candy to make his train run. Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Charlie says, really rings the bell. Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Don't know any other candy that I love so well. Another public service announcement from Brill Cream. Finally, someone has reinvented the wheel. Hey, uh, you tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. <laughs> Don't argue with the ball. Roger, we'll go. It's as good as done. The complete solution for your home PC. Here I am. Motherfucker. Hey, 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 hey. Good evening and welcome to the ravings of a clown on Chester Radio. Hello, my name is Jimmy. So Pop glad you can attend. Come on in, make yourself to home, feet up, head back, you know the drill. I don't know mofo, y'all peeps be bugging, giving props to my whole fishing fly, but I can take the heat from the other white meat known as Kid Funky Fly. And now I'm hung like planet Pluto, hard to see with the naked eye, but if I crashed into Uranus, I would step like a Han Solo. Kind of like Han Solo Always, always stroking my wolf My own wolfie I'm the root of all that You know my cookie But you can't call me cookie The roof is on fire You know what? Let it burn Just let it go Tell him the justice The roof is on fire We don't need no water Let the motherfucker burn Slam, motherfucker. All right. Hey, good evening and welcome to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. Such a show as Grandma Jester would say. Tuesday, April the 8th, the year of our Lord, 2008. Have a seat. Make yourself to home. Put your feet up. Put your head back. Yo, yo. You do have head back permission for the duration of the show. That's correct. For the next 120 minutes, you have permission to put your feet up, put your head back, and in case somebody walks by and gives you like a kind of a look, like a well, like a what the fuck do you think you're doing look, just uh, you know, just tell them head back permission. I'll explain later. Plus, such a playlist. It's Jr. with a twang this evening, with uh, selections from uh, some artists that may surprise you, including uh, James Taylor and, and Harry Nilsson, Pure Prairie League, Johnny Cash, The Eagles, Elton John, Bob Dylan, so much more. And we're going to take a look at what's going on in that sick fucking world of yours. Man, I read some shit the past uh, few days. 
it just seems like we go through these periods, you know, um, where we're just um, we're just so fucking mean to each other. Remember that uh, uh, Star Trek episode where there was this monster played by Melvin Belli, the lawyer. He like wanted to be an attorney for some, I mean, wanted to be a um, actor for some reason, and he convinced somebody at Paramount to give him this part as a monster on the uh, Star Trek. So he plays this monster that like gets off on the hatred of ki- of little kids. So he constantly is like whipping them into a demonic frenzy. Although he's Melvin Belli, so he was kind of funny. But it seems like there's a force that overtakes us from time to time, and uh, uh, and we all just uh, seem to succumb. And we read these horrible stories about children beating each other up and doing nasty shit to each other. So naturally, we got all those stories. Now's a good time to pour yourself a glass of vino if you're abroad. I know a lot of the women uh, care for that uh, kind of thing. Also, if you're like me and you don't have the brain cells to spare, now's a good time to stuff up a hefty bowl of your favorite blend and uh, top it off with the green and uh, help yourself. And uh, I don't mind if I join you. Oh, my. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, my good. My. You just. That's. Oh, that's fine. It tastes just like pussy. And uh, we're going to take a look at what's going on in that sick fucking world of yours. As for my world, you know, I've got to be honest with you, not a lot to report. I've been just sort of laying low. I think that's going to be my motto from now on, you know. I'm going to just be incognito. I'm going to be that person like you just saw a minute ago. And they'll say, like, what was he? Was he, like, tall or short? And you're like, I don't. I don't know. Well, was he was he fat or skinny? I can't. Well, was he maybe black or white? Can't tell you. He was just. I'm just going to be another face in the crowd. Unfortunately for me now, I sort of have one of these faces where people stop and talk to me all the time on the street. I have this sort of um, avuncular look that people seem to feel comfortable with me. Got to got to put an end to that can't really have that because that involves people noticing you and having warm tender feelings towards you i'm not comfortable with that honestly right now this point in my life i just uh, i seem to want to just be left the fuck alone after all these years of chasing down romance and love and passion and somebody who you know gives a fuck and is loyal worth a fuck I just feel like, man, been there, done that. You know, I got me my jester mutt, who, by the way, I recently learned is not a mutt at all, but she's a purebred, a very rare type of uh, dog called an American dingo. And she's just uh, gorgeous. So that sort of explains a little of the oddball behavior. And they did the DNA research on this breed and find that it's very closely related to the original Australian dingo, the first dog really ever so um she's going to start getting more frequent baths she's you know going to get a little bit more respect around the studio from bob and dolly and everybody and we're not calling her the jester mutt anymore we're calling her the jester dingo 
Time now to turn our attention to the uh, what? What's that? Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna do all that. That's what. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Great. Time to turn our attention to the headlines now. From high atop Just Radio Studios in a secret location outside your universe. Federal employees charged millions of dollars for internet dating, (laughs) tailor-made suits, lingerie, lavish dinners, and other questionable expenses to their government credit cards over a 15-month period, congressional auditors say. This is the um, uh, Bush administration, which has been, you know, which has always prided itself on being so conservative and wholesome and honest and non-corrupt. Check this out. A report by the uh, Government Accountability Office obtained today by Jester Radio examined spe- uh, spending controls across the federal government following reports of credit card abuse at departments, including defense, homeland security, and veterans affairs. I mean, you know, these are three uh, organizations that could bear, you know, really not afford to lose money. The review of card spending at more than a dozen departments from 05 to 06 found that nearly 41%. of the roughly $14 billion in credit card purchases, whether legitimate or questionable, did not follow procedure, either because they weren't properly authorized or they hadn't been signed for by an independent third party, which is called for in the federal rules to deter fraud. So they just completely ignored a federal law that uh, an independent third party had to sign off on every credit card purchase. They just ignored it. Um, And they made purchases of... Suits, tailor-made suits. I don't even own a tailor-made suit. For purchases over 2500 nearly half, 48%, were unauthorized or improperly received. Out of the sample of purchases totaling $2.7 million, government could not account for hundreds of laptop computers, iPods, and digital cameras worth $1.8 million. Well, I mean, if they can't account for them, they can account for them. They're home with their families and their children. The kid says, Mommy, I need a new laptop. She says, Okay, I'll go get, you know, commission one from, from the federal government. I'll take it as a supplementary pay. In one case, the U.S. Army uh, couldn't say what happened to computer items making up 16 servers, each of which cost 100 grand. Servers. Agencies often could not produce the required paperwork to justify questionable purchases. Investigations also found that federal employees sometimes double-billed or improperly expensed lavish meals and Internet dating for many months without question from their supervisors. The charges were often noticed only after auditors or whistleblowers raised questions. So it was a strictly don't-ask, don't-tell environment for these credit card people. Anybody that got a government credit card was basically, you know, was just extra income. Double build. How fucking sick is that? So what they did was probably they would charge it on their credit card and then they would submit an expense report with it on there as if they put it on their own credit card and got the money back again. Breakdowns and internal controls over the use of purchase cards leave the government highly vulnerable to fraud, waste, and abuse, investigators wrote, calling the government wide failure rate in enforcing controls unacceptably high. 
The audit demonstrates that continued vigilance over purchase card use is necessary. It was a 57-page report um, that we really had to scour through, like all these government reports, all the good stuff is, you know, hidden. Um, we learned that an agricultural department employee fraudulently wrote 180 convenience checks. You know, as part of the credit card, some of these credit cards come with checks so that you don't have to go into an ATM and take money out. You could just cash a check like, you, you know, would an ordinary bank account check. But this guy did it for 180 times, totaling more than 642 grand and wrote them to a live-in boyfriend over a six-year period. The money was used for gambling, car and mortgage payments, dinners, retail purchases that went unnoticed until the United States Department of Agriculture Inspector General received a tip from a whistleblower. Nobody was supervising. Nobody looked over these bills. They just fucking stamped them and paid them. The employee who pleaded guilty to embezzlement and tax fraud charges was sentenced to uh, 21 months in prison last year in order to repay all the money. I can't imagine what this stupid cunt thought she was going to fucking get away with this. U.S. Postal Service workers separately billed more than 14 grand to government credit cards for internet dating services and dinner at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Orlando, Florida. Good taste, at least, for these people. 81 uh, people at a cost of 160 bucks each for steaks and crab. The dinner bill also included more than 200 appetizers and $3,000 worth of wine and brand-name liquor, including Corvassier, Belvedere, Johnny Walker, gold. Gold, not red, not black, the gold. In the internet, in the internet dating case, a postmaster charged $1,000 over 15 months for two online services, including the Ashley Madison Agency. The expenses went unnoticed for more than a year, even though he was under internal investigation for viewing porn on a government computer. Postmaster was eventually told to repay the internet charges, but faced no disciplinary action. At the Pentagon, four employees purchased $77,000 in clothing and accessories at a high-end clothing and sporting goods store. Uh, Justice Department FBI employees charged eleven grand at a Ritz, uh, Ritz-Carlton hotel for coffee and light refreshments for 50 to 70 attendees for four days, uh, averaging $50 a person, 70% of the total conference uh, cost 115 grand was for food and beverages, and the 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 audiovisual stuff was four grand. Uh, at the State Department, one credit card holder bought 360 dollars worth of women's lingerie at the uh, seduction boutique f- for use during a jungle training by trainees of a drug enforcement program in Ecuador. You heard me. This is what they're doing with your money, folks. This is the uh, honest. Bunch, the 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 family values group, a polygamous compound. Speaking of family values, with hundreds of children, was rife with sexual abuse. Child welfare officials allege in court documents with girls spiritually married to much older men as soon as they reached puberty. Well, at least they waited to puberty, and boys groomed to perpetuate the cycle. The documents released Tuesday also gave details about the hushed phone calls that broke open the case by a 16-year-old girl at the West Texas ranch who said that her 50-year-old husband beat and raped her. Days after raiding the compound, officials still aren't sure where that particular girl is. Officials have completed removing all 416 children from the ranch and have won custody of all of them. Child Protective Services spokeswoman Marley Meisner told reporters in San Angelo, uh, Texas, 
uh, about 40 miles from the compound in El Dorado. Court documents said a number of teen girls at the 1,700-acre compound were pregnant. All the children were removed on the grounds that they were in danger of emotional, physical, and or sexual abuse. Another 136 women uh, just... uh, split on their own. Investigators determined that there is widespread pattern and practice of this uh, yearn for Zion ranch, they called it, um, in which young minor female residents are uh, conditioned to expect and accept sexual activity with adult men at the ranch upon being spiritually married to them. McFadden said the girls were spiritually married as soon as they reached puberty and were able to, uh, uh, they start, uh, re- were required, I should say, to start pumping out children. An unknown number of men were being held at the ranch while authorities completed the search of the gleaming 80-foot-high temple, a cheese-making plant, a cement plant, school, and doctor's office. So it's a whole, like, city over there. And this is what happens, you know. Uh, 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 this will always happen whenever you get a, a bunch of people crammed into a place that are kept cut off from the rest of society. It's not, you know, it's not a natural thing. The reason that these lunatics um, cut their groups off is not because they'll be tainted by the, you know, outside world. It's because they'll be, um, you know, their their sh- cover will be blown. So anytime, you know, any of these people watch shit that's going on TV, they'll start, you know, questioning and uh, they'll see, you know, that the world is not evil the way that, you know, their leader tells them is. And they'll start thinking for themselves. And the last thing that a cult leader needs is, you know, one of their sheep uh, starting to think for themselves. That's the most dangerous thing of all. So a, a good way of doing it is to keep them in a constant, you know, battered state. So the girls especially, because you know, you know what, you know, if, if you don't train them early, you know how women can become, right? Demanding and nagging and shrewish. So you got to beat them down when they're very young. As soon as they show any hair on the vagina, right away you marry them and they start raping and beating them and they, you know, put them in their place. Uh, The compound was raided after a 60-year-old girl called a local family violence shelter on uh, March 29th using someone else's cell phone and speaking in hushed tones to avoid being heard. The girl said she wasn't allowed to leave the compound unless she was sick. Uh, She told the shelter that her husband would beat and hurt her when he got angry, including hitting her in the chest and choking her while another woman in the house held her baby. So this is how fucking, um, you know, mentally fucked these got they they got these women that one woman is actually holding the baby while this other woman's getting beaten up punched in the chest what kind of filthy fucking mouse would punch a woman in the chest and what do you feel like doing to that motherfucker authorities have issued an arrest warrant for church member Dale Barlow who's believed to be in Arizona but the girl's husband is not identified in the court documents today in the March 30th call the girl said that she was being held against her will. Uh, if she left, church members told her outsiders will hurt her, force her to cut her hair, uh, to wear makeup and modern clothes, and to have sex with lots of men. That was the threat that they told these women, these girls, these 16-year-olds, uh, to keep them, you know, on the chain. At the end of the call, she started to cry. Meisner said the agency still didn't know whether 
The 16-year-old was among the kids that were removed from the ranch the other day. Child welfare officials have been interviewing all the kids in search of this uh, girl. Four members of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, pre uh, predicted an uneasy adjustment to foster care. They're likely the grandchildren and great-grandchildren of those taken by Arizona authorities 54 years ago in a similar raid. That raid a half a century ago and the one this week pulled children of polygamous families from the only community and culture they had ever known, an event that uh, decades later a former community member recalls as traumatizing. It was total misery for them, said uh, Ben Bistine, who's now 72. He was 18 when the authorities raided the remote community of Short Creek, now known as the Twin Towns of Colorado City, Arizona, and Hilldale, Utah, authorities took 200 children into custody then as part of an effort to wipe out this nest of uh, polygamy. Yeah, sure, it was traumatic for the kids then, but a lot less traumatic, obviously, than leaving them in a situation where they were being raped and beaten, right? I would think. That's just what I say. Hey, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio. It's JR with a twang. And, you know, a lot of um, great country and western songs are really just um, good old-fashioned story songs. I think those uh, cowboys sitting around the campfire um, would spend a lot of time telling stories. And I think that's a lot where country music gets uh, a lot of its storytelling quality. And they're usually kind of sad rock and roll endings. Um, here's one. From Slade Cleves, Sherry had a pawn shop band of gold, a sink full of dishes, and a love grown cold. Along came a boy, pretty as the devil, and she shook his hand and the whole thing unraveled. There's no turning round. It's broke down. Slade Cleves starts it out on JR. Please don't fuck with that dial. You tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. Sherry had a pawn shop bound of gold A sink full of dishes and a love grown cold Long came a boy, pretty as the devil She took his hand, the whole thing unraveled There's no turning round, it's broke down Billy took the ring, jammed it in his pocket Drove downtown and tried to hawk it Down at the bottom of Lake Pontchartrain There's a love note carved inside a wedding ring Broke down, cracked it and shattered Left in pieces like it never even mattered Broke down, torn and frayed There ain't nothing left you could give Turning round, it's broke down. Ain't no telling where love goes, baby. Down where the Black River flows, won't be coming back round. It's broke down. Baby in the back seat. Another on the way Sherry thinks of Billy At the end of every day Spends her nights waiting For real life to start Listening to the sound Of her double-crossed heart 
broke down, cracked it and shattered, left in pieces like it never even mattered. There's no turning round, it's broke down. On the other side of town, two lovers lie still, cigarette smoking on a windowsill. There's a picture locked up in an old suitcase Billy closes his eyes but he still sees her face Broke down, cracked it and shattered Left in pieces like it never even mattered Broke down, torn and frayed Ain't nothing left you could give away There's no turning around, it's broke So Sherry has this, you know, cheap-ass pawn shop uh, engagement ring, uh, wedding ring, and she meets this cute little boy, and, you know, she fucks him, and everything turns to shit after then. Billy, Billy took the ring, jammed it in his pocket, drove downtown and tried to hock it. You know it's a country song when it's got the word hock in it. Down at the bottom of Lake Pontchartrain, there's a love note carved inside a wedding ring. And there's another um, uh, trademark of country and western song uh, songs rhyming train with wedding ring because actually it's pronounced wedding rang. And uh, and then of course uh, the, you know we cut back to Sherry, a baby in the back seat, another on the way. Sherry thinks of Billy at the end of every day, spends her nights waiting for her real life to start. Ouch, listening to the sound of her double-crossed heart. And then back over to, you know, uh, Billy <laughs> on the other side of town. Are you, are you following me so far? On the other side of town, two lovers lie still, cigarettes smoking on a windowsill. And there's a picture locked up in an old suitcase. Billy closes his eyes, but he still sees her face. Broke down, cracked. And shattered, left in pieces like it never even mattered. Broke down, torn, and frayed. Ain't nothing left you can give away. There's no turning round. It's broke down. And there you go. That's the um, ultimate uh, hallmark of uh, the country and western song. Is that complete and utter desperation that says, you know, ends with total despair. Uh, she fucked up. He, you know, was a hothead and reacted. Now she's living with some guy trying to figure out where the fuck it all went wrong. And he's fucking some chick. Uh, he closes his eyes, but he's still thinking of Sherry every night. And that's that's how the song ends. It's fucked. And let me tell you, man, if you've ever been in that position... If you ever felt that way, man, you know that's a terrible feeling, and that's a wonderful, uh, indulgent song, courtesy of Slade Cleves on Jester Radio. Top U.S. commander in Iraq told Congress today that hard-won gains in the war zone are too fragile to promise any true pullouts beyond the summer, holding his guard against impatient Democrats and refusing to commit to more withdrawals before President Bush leaves office in January. It always cracks me up when these... Uh, 
uh, army people, you know, act like they're in charge of something. Of course, they're in charge of shit, and the government parades them out as if they are in charge. And you know, the uh, I heard that stupid cunt on the uh, View this morning talk about. Well, uh, General Petraeus said that the surge was working. Like, fucking General Petraeus is a soldier. He's in the business of uh, you know being at war. Of course, man. Anytime you ask the general in charge of the war, how's it going? He's going to tell you it's good. Just let me fucking kill some more gooks slash brown people slash you know terrorists whatever the fuck they are i'll kill them no prob in fact um anybody that has the you know uh, a fifth grade education of course understands that the um generals uh, and the leaders in the army answer to the um president of the united states the commander-in-chief of all the armed forces he makes the policies, and they simply carry them out. Security's getting better. Iraq's own forces are becoming more uh, stable, Petraeus said. But he also ticked off a list of reasons for worry, including the threat of a resurgence of Sunni or Shiite extremist violence. Uh, he highlighted Iran as a special concern for its training and the equipping of extremists. So, of course, the longer they're there, the longer, the 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 greater the reaction that they're going to provoke and the more you know reason to stay they'll always be in back-to-back -back appearances before two senate committees petraeus was told by a parade of democrats that after five years of war it was past time to turn over much more of the war burden to the iraqis those senators said that iraq will not attain stability until the united states makes the decision to begin withdrawing in large numbers and forces the iraqis to settle their fucking differences for once and for all. Repub Republican Senator George um, Voinovich of Ohio, a longtime critic of the administration's war strategy, told Petraeus the American people have had it up to here. Well said, George. And I think that that's, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, uh, the bottom line to this whole thing. Whatever the results were supposed to be, uh, if we were supposed to feel safer, it just doesn't seem worth it. Whatever the fuck was supposed to come of it, whatever 100-year goal, uh, it just it doesn't seem worth it. You know, personally, I thought we would start seeing 38 cent a gallon gas again. I thought that was the whole point, going and take over a Middle Eastern country, start shipping the fucking oil out on a wholesale basis. What the f what, well, I mean, what's the point? The presidential campaign of Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton said today that her husband, the former president, supports a free trade agreement with Colombia that she strenuously opposes. By the way, um, I visited a state recently where the um, campaign uh, TV ads have started to air. And something I've noticed, you know, people say that whatever they see about these candidates always sort of confirms what they believe anyway. So if you're pro uh, Barack Obama, if you're pro Hillary, if you're pro McCain, whatever happens in the news that day, we'll just sort of, you'll find your your spot, your spin in that story to make it, you know, okay for your candidate. So taking that in, you know, in mind, you know that I'm a big Hillary fan. I'm a big Clinton fan. I think those are the, the, the greatest uh, years of my adulthood. Uh, in terms of prosperity, um, corruption in the government, and so on. 
And um, and I think Hillary was a part of it, and she wanted to be a, a much bigger part of it, and I think she was capable of it. But there's one other thing i got to tell you I've noticed since I started watching these ads is Hillary gets on, and she talks really calmly and politely and deferentially, which is f- exactly the way I expect an, any employee of mine to talk to me with respect and deference because they're trying to sell themselves to you. But the ads with Barack Obama don't show him talking into the camera at the audience. They show him standing at the podium bellowing. And the guy's a great bellower, and he's got this great sort of, you know, Martin Luther King kind of sing-songy style. Uh, I was out on the campaign today. and uh, spoke to a man, you know, and that kind of thing. It's almost like uh, the way um, religious people, you know, priests talk. Um, And... I find it condescending. I don't want to be talked to like that, especially not from somebody that um, works for me. <laughs> the acknowledgement adds new hurdles to the New York senator's bid to woo Democratic voters in Pennsylvania and elsewhere who believe free trade agreements have eliminated thousands of U.S. jobs. On Sunday, she uh, demoted her chief campaign strategist for his role in, comp- in promoting the Columbia Pact. Hillary Clinton told uh, union activists today that she would do everything in her power to defeat the Colombia Free Trade Agreement now before Congress. We have all these free trade agreements going on with Mexico and Canada in the United States and this administration, of course, um, ca- you know, kowtowing to you know, every fucking whim that uh, big business has you know, asked of it. Um, is now looking into other South American countries they can do these free trade agreements with. And, of course, free trade, it's, it's not good for America. It's really good for a very tiny, small group of people, and it's really good for those other foreign countries and weakens our own dollar. Her campaign spokesman, Jay Carson, which is not the job of the president of the United States to do. It's not his job to make other countries richer or to make a tiny little special interest group in America richer. Her campaign spokesman Jay Carson said in response to a query from uh, Jester Radio that the senator's opposition is clear and firm. He added, like other married couples who disagree on issues from time to time, she disagrees with her husband on this one. President Clinton has been um, public about his support for Columbia's request for U.S. trade preferences since 2000. And I think that's great. That's his position. He's an ex-president. He's a statesman, a speaker. He should take the moderate position that all the world should unite in peace and harmony. I mean, if a guy like that's not doing it, who will? But not the president, not the uh, uh, the, the advocate for your company slash country. Hey, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio this Tuesday, April the 8th. I want to tell you a story about a Harper Valley widowed bride. As JR with a twang night continues, please don't touch that dial.
Bobby Taylor sitting there seven times. He asked me for a date. <laughs> and Mrs. Taylor sure seems to use a lot of ice whenever he's away. <laughs> what does that mean? Mr. Baker, uh, can you tell us why your secretary had to leave this town and shouldn't Widow Jones be told to keep her window shades all pulled completely down? Mr. Harper couldn't be here because he stayed too long at Kelly's bar again. And if you smell Shirley Thompson's breath, you'll find... She's had a little nip of gin. And then you have the nerve to tell me that you think that as a mother, I'm not fit? Well, this is just a little Peyton place, and you're all Harper Valley hypocrites. GDC Riley on Jester Radio. There's another uh, hallmark of the classic uh, song with a twang, and that is tough-ass broads that, that don't take no shit from, uh, you know, nobody. And she goes strutting in. She's obviously, you know, white trash that they're all, you know, whispering about her behind her back. And, uh, you know, you think because I fucking wear a short skirt, that makes me an unfit mother. Look at all you fucking hypocrites. Hey, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio this Tuesday, April the 8th. The year of our Lord, 2008. Navy SEAL Michael A. Mansour has fast thinking. Uh, to do uh, when a live grenade came out of nowhere and bounced off his chest. Can you fucking imagine you're laying, lounging out on the carrier? 
or whatever, and a, a fucking live grenade bounces off your chest, take the clear path to safety uh, that he had, but his comrades didn't try to toss it safely away or throw himself on top of it with barely an instant's hesitation on that uh, Iraqi rooftop, Mansoor took the last course, sacrificing his life to save the men around him. For that, President Bush today awarded him the Medal of Honor. There you go. Another fucking poor kid, useless fucking death, life down the toilet, and this jackass is giving him awards. In an East Room ceremony, Bush presented the, excuse me, the nation's highest military honor to Mansoor's still grieving parents. Sally and George Monsoor. I mean, they'll be grieving forever. <laughs> Still grieving. About 250 guests, including his sister and two brothers, fellow SEALs, other medal winners, uh, friends, and GOP, uh, senator campaign, you know, fucking uh, presidential can candidate John McCain was there looking for some, some free press. Medal of Honor is awarded for an act of such courage that no one could rightly be expected to undertake it, Bush said. Yet those who knew Michael Mansoor were not surprised when he did. Bush has awarded the medals to 10 people during his presidency. Mansoor is only the third from the Iraqi war. Bush's lip trembled, and uh, tears poured down his eyes. Hey, uh, where, where are you? Did I lose you? All right, what happened there? Did I lose you? Nope, right here. Hey, you, you, uh, you're on the air with the jester. Who's calling? I'm Graydon Square. Holy fuck, it's Graydon Square. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only. Wow. Hey, how you doing, bud? What up, man? How you doing? Well, thanks so very much for calling in. Uh, those who don't uh, know about this guy, he's you know basically the inventor of a new uh, genre of uh, rap music, which I, I don't even know what uh, you call it. Uh, atheist rap? Or they call it uh, a raptivism, so we're going to keep doing it like that. Hey, do me a favor, bud. Turn the radio down. Turn the... Um, All right, one second. Turn the radio station down. All right. So what are you up to? Are you playing out? Tell everybody where we can uh, go get uh, tickets to see you next. Well, I'm trying to put together a tour right now. Um, trying to do a Sweep the I-10 tour uh, that would cover Dallas, um, Houston, Jackson, Mississippi, and I think Atlanta, Georgia is on that too. Trying to get everything together for that. Wow, then do you I have got, people um, down in, in in Mississippi who listen to Graydon Square? Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> the Bible Belt listeners, it's actually, I, I feel like I have more people down there who, who listen to me than, uh, than any other place. Really? Yeah, yeah, dude, we're we're getting a little feedback, and my my engineer is telling me you gotta move the mic away from the speakers or something. Uh, let's try that. I'm, I'm actually calling from my laptop right now. So. Oh yeah, so that's why. So just try and turn those speakers down as much as you can till like you know you can barely hear it. So anyway, um, wow, that's amazing. I'm very shocked to hear that. And what do you hear most uh, often when people uh, become Graydon Square converts? What's the first thing they usually say? I had no idea that you existed. Yeah, this is, seems to be this, you know, um, unfortunately, we, we all listen to the same 300 crappy tunes on radio all week, and we have no idea that there's shit going on out there 
like uh, Graydon Square, who's not just playing amazing fucking music, but um, also with the enlightening and you know uh, thoughtful lyrics. Uh, you just don't hear lyrics anymore. Nobody's writing anything. There's no protests going on. There's nobody. What's up with that? You know what's sad about that? I've always felt almost ashamed of my generation. I think the only thing we'll ever be known for uh, is 9-11. We, we, we'll never have a great protest besides the results of 9-11. And I just think so many other generations were so, so much more luckier than we are to go through things like the civil rights movement. You may not think it's a great thing at the time, but you look back and, and you say, wow, this is the results that that's brought. Um, well, that's that I, amazing. I, Very well put, Graydon. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I was a part of that generation. I look back and I think um, th that um, a lot was accomplished, but there was, you know, it sort of felt like we were right on the verge of the real shit just about to happen. And, and I'm jealous. And it, I, I'll be honest. but it didn't. It didn't pan out, and we sort of felt like we were, um, you know, sort of leaving it to the to the next group. Uh, to make it happen, and then it just sort of fucking fell apart. And you know, there was a lot of coke, and there was a lot of uh, jewelry and sex, but there didn't seem to be any, you know, meaning in the music anymore. Yeah, it's it's sad that uh, you know movements and causes die like that. You know, just because there isn't enough people to to to, to fill the roster slots to go on with the fight, it, it sucks that 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 type of movement, that type of, of uh, Whatever you want to call that, that aura of that era, it's, it's sad that that dies and fizzles out like that. Yeah, man, it really is. But on the other hand, you know, uh, I don't know if you've heard this tune by um, that cat from uh, CC from Cleveland's Clearwater Revival, um, who did that song "Deja Vu" all over again. Did you ever hear that song? Never heard it. Yeah, it's um, really one of the only protest songs out there. It's about the Iraqi war and the similarities to Vietnam. And it's sort of done in the Credence style, um, like that, by, that Bayou sort of rock. Um, and then there's, you know, your shit. And there's really not a lot happening out there with a voice, with, uh, you know, uh, uh, so, some kind of um, critical argument. You know what the crazy thing is, is I get accused a lot of being unoriginal and and not really standing for anything and not really protesting things. And I, I look at it and say, you know, if, if what I'm doing is not protesting, you know, the powers that be or bucking against the system, then I don't know what is out there that, you know, I mean, aside from, you know, somebody like Immortal Technique, you know, um, who, who does it, you know, uh, equally as well as some of the great protest artists out there. I mean, you can't really, there isn't really too many people out there protesting anything. Well, I would imagine that the people who are saying that um, are probably, you know, the people that you threaten a great deal and that, you know, have to, you know, cut you off at the balls by making a stupid ass comment like that. I mean, obviously, a blind deaf man can see that um, what, you know, the work, the, the, the art that you're producing um, has more social relevance than, you know, anything else out there right now so anybody who says that it doesn't obviously you hit them in a in a spot there um i think we lost uh graden uh but um 
nevertheless, uh, extra special thanks for calling in. We'll see if we can get him back on the air. Uh, coming up. In the meantime, check this out. Graydon Square on Jester Radio. Can be proven 100% absolutely without the use. The Rational Response Squad was formed to respond to irrational claims, and the most widely held irrational claim our planet faces today are those offered by religion. I think that's enough for y'all to want to have y'all heads blow up and stuff. Sorry. 
to hate me Cause I show that they wouldn't believe in this God If it wasn't for slavery It would probably be Columba or Rock Bonanabalu or Nayamiya or Mock It's great Friendly neighborhood heathen Serving these theists rationality and reason This is the comedy that we believe in when we believe in We gotta make him And we gon' do whatever it takes to break him And if he doesn't wait then we have to slay him While asking our invisible friend Please save him He doesn't believe in what we believe in We gon' make him And we gon' do whatever it takes to break him And if he doesn't break then we have to slay him While asking our invisible friend Please save him hey. Is it straight? Alright, run it back Holy fuck, uh, Graydon Square on Jester Radio. Uh, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, artists like this that really make you um, take a deep breath and think that there's hope for the future. The idea that this guy, you know, that his lyrics, you know, in, include references to people that I'm sure not a lot of folks his age um, are aware of is really comforting. And makes me, you know, not so worried. And the lyrics, man, that's what fucking blows me away. There's really something going on there. And um, it takes a lot of listening. And it's really very compelling and, you know, very kind of dry and sarcastic and funny. And um, still interesting. Graden Square on Jester Radio. So fucking good, man. Let's play another one. Don't touch that this dial. Song is dedicated to all those people throughout human history who've lost their lives in the name of religion. But more specifically, this song is dedicated to all those people throughout human history who've killed in the name of religion. I'm dreaming of a world with no gods at all, no separation, nobody taking sides at all, no holocaust, no one indoctrinating our children, no religious fanatics flying planes into our buildings, everybody playing in the game of life in which they can't lose instead of killing for an invisible man they can't prove, nobody dying over a book, no crusades, no war on terror headed by Bush, I'm dreaming of a world where there is no such place as the Bible Belt, instead of looking up, you look inside yourself, and when you do find yourself, you gon' help somebody else, instead of praying, you well to maintain your body's health now that's what i call a dream i'm just glad that i have one like martin luther king maybe this religion ain't really all that it seems but it happened so until it ends i'ma keep rapping that's what i call a dream my dream rational response why my dream that's what i call call a dream my dream dream I'm dreaming of a world where a young little girl doesn't have to shake her ass after class to get a referral from a boy that she likes and she doesn't like herself, thinking that that boy's life would help. I'm dreaming of a world without a religion that tells me that I'm not good enough as soon as I'm born, that I need to be saved from a decision I didn't make, that I need to pay for a piece of fruit that I never ate. I'm dreaming of a better place than a city with roads paved of gold with bigger pearls on better gates, and it all happens right here, right now, while I'm still rapping, and we keep it nice and tight like gift wrapping. I'm dreaming of a world where God doesn't hate the facts, where manifest destiny says you have to take it back, whatever you stole from whatever race who's owed anything, but mind you, these are my dreams, that's what I call a dream, my dream, rational response, why, my 
my dream. That's what I call 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 a dream. My dream, dream. That's what I call a dream. Dream, 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 dream. My dream is that everybody can see this Where we all carry knowledge around Like Rich Rodriguez and Brooke Hawkins My dream is to be walking with Stephen Hawking Right on the beach, talking theory If y'all can hear me, we can make this come true Instead of wondering what in the hell this world's come to Instead of fighting wars for religion We can give praise and make lords of our children I'm dreaming of a world where nobody is suspect Where rational response members doesn't get death threats In fact, rational response squad doesn't exist Cause there really is no need for it My dream is peace and harmony around me Nothing but tranquility and serene surroundings And that's why you'll get nothing but the best stuff out of me Cause all I really want is to make my dreams a reality for it That's what I call a dream Rational response, why? My dream. That's, that, that, that's what I call, call, call a dream. My dream, dream. That's what I call a dream. Dream, 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 dream. I love you guys. There ain't another group of people out there who I can just sit back and express myself to. And that's what this is really all about. Just getting all this stuff off my chest. You know? You guys are like my own personal therapist. I just, just get out there, man. Sometimes I read a lot of the emails that you guys send me. Man. And how ironic that I would actually use this term. But I feel blessed. To have such strong supporters as you guys. I would have never saw it coming. All those rappers that I see on TV Talking about nothing 8, 10, 12 songs in a row Talking about nothing Man And my people We have a true relationship I think I'm always one click away You know the Graydon Square on Jester Radio. Check it out at GraydonSquare.com, G-R-E-Y-D-O-N-S-Q-U-A-R-E. The uh, atheist rapper, really more than just that, um, really one of the few guys out there that's you know, just talking about shit that matters, um, shit that's actually going on in our world, not, you know, my personal fucking you know, love affair, but uh, shit that affects us all. Um, and um, we were uh, really pleased to have him uh, call in. So please uh, go check it out at GradenSquared.com. And, uh, you know, while you're there, pick up a copy of that uh, Compton Effect uh, album. It's just fucking amazing. You're listening to The Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio, coming to you from a secret location, hanging out with um, Lulu in the Jester Radio chat room. Why not stop by and say hi? Working in secret, federal archaeologists have dug up the remains of dozens of soldiers and children near a Civil War-era fort after an informant tipped them off about widespread grave looting. The exhumations conducted from August to October removed 67 skeletons from the parched desert soil around Fort Craig, 39 men, two women, 26 infants and children, according to two federal archaeologists who helped with the dig. They also found scores of empty graves and determined 20 had been looted. How fucking cool is the fact that he refers to in his music, um, you know, 
guys like um Carl Sagan and 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 his dream is to you know walk on the beach with uh um you know uh, whatever that guy's name was uh, you know who was in a wheelchair that super genius dude with the uh, freakishly oversized uh, brain but you know he had to talk through one of those uh, walking <laughs> talking about the little throat gizmo you know what I'm talking about. How cool is it that he even knows that that guy exists? Much less his dreams of walking down the beach talking with that guy. That's what I dream. A baby with two faces was born in a northern Indian village where she's doing well and being worshipped uh, as the reincarnation of uh, a Hindu goddess. So she was just born a few minutes ago and they're already worshipping her. The baby, Lally, apparently has an extremely rare condition known as craniofacial duplication where a single head has two faces except for her ears. All of Lally's facial features are duplicated. She has two noses, two pairs of lips, and uh, two pairs of eyes. Uh, my daughter is fine like any other child. I'd like to know what the mechanics are of those eyes. If she could see from all four eyes, that would be fucking amazing. And, you know, it makes you wonder, since this kid is born in India and they have a two-faced god in India, that if there was once somebody born, maybe this is a, um, a you know, a long-lost uh, relative of somebody through thousands of generations ago that was born with two faces. And right away they fucking, you know, dropped to their knees and started worshipping her. My daughter is fine like any other child, said Vinod Singh, 23, a poor farm worker. Not poor for long, I can assure you. Lali has uh, caused a sensation in the dusty village of Sinai Sunpura, 25 miles east of New Delhi. Uh, when she left the hospital, always cracks me up in, in India to see these fucking poor people walking down the street begging for food. Pu you know, pushing the cows out of the way. It's, it's like, you know, <coughs> geez, excuse me. It's like going to the supermarket, pushing the food out of the way and saying you're hungry. Um, she's uh, caused a sensation when she left the hospital eight hours after a normal delivery on March 11th. She was swarmed by villagers. Uh, villagers. Uh, she drinks milk from her two mouths and opens and shuts all of the four eyes at one time. How fucking awesome is that? She blinks them all four at the, at the same time. Rural India is deeply superstitious, and the little girl is being hailed as a return of the Hindu goddess of valor, Durga, a fiery deity traditionally depicted with three eyes and many arms. But, you know, they'll take it. Up to 100 people have been visiting Lali at her home every day to touch her feet out of respect, give money, receive blessings. Uh, Lali is God's gift to us, said Jaipal Singh, a member of the local village council. She has brought fame to our village. And what's fucking better to have your village than fame i always wonder when people say that they brought fame to my village like what the fuck how is that a good thing village chief dalat ram said that he planned to build a temple to durga in the village i'm willing uh, i'm writing to the state the, uh, department of uh, the government to provide money to build the temple and help the parents uh, look after their daughter lolly's condition is often linked to serious health complications, but the doctor said she's doing well. She's leading a normal life with no breathing difficulties, uh, adding that he sees no reason for surgery. Of course not. She's a goddess. Uh, Singh said he took his daughter to the hospital in New Delhi where doctors suggested a CT scan to determine whether 
Her internal organs were normal, but she said it wasn't necessary. I don't feel the need of that at this stage as my daughter is behaving like a normal child, uh, posing no problems. Well, there you go. Well, obviously, I agree with that. You don't get the kid tested for problems they don't have, right? Although it is a little unusual to have two faces. By the way, Stephen Hawking's is the guy's name. Um, and I, I, I was looking at a picture of the, um, you know, that Graydon Square was, rever- was referring to. And um, I, I was looking at actually a picture of this uh, kid, uh, Lolly, with the two faces. And, man, she is the most adorable thing you ever saw, even with the two faces. She's unbelievably gorgeous. Tony Braxton canceled her Las Vegas show after being hospitalized overnight with chest pains. The 40-year-old Grammy winner spent uh, last night at a Las Vegas hospital and was expected to be released after precautionary tests. The cause of the chest pain was not immediately known. Uh, Ben Petit said uh, Braxton, a six-time Grammy Award winner for songs including Unbreak My Heart and Breathe Again, has been treated in the past for uh, pericarditis, which is a viral inflammation of the heart. So at the drop of a hat, she gets herself admitted to the hospital. Meanwhile, the kid with two faces, her mother says, what's the big deal? she got two faces. She's fine. She doesn't need to uh, go to the hospital. A priest accused of stalking Conan O'Brien pleaded guilty today to disorderly conduct. The Reverend David Ajemain, or Ajemayan, 46, admitted in Manhattan Criminal Court that he sent letters and DVDs to the NBC talk show host's home and office. And, quote, I also sent mail to the home of Mr. O'Brien's parents. Mm. He said he never meant to cause anxiety or upset anyone. I recognize that what I did was disorderly. And I'm glad the people of New York have accepted that. Um, he said, as he left the court, I plan to return to the Archdiocese of Boston and her- hope to return to my ministry duties. So when I'm not out there stalking uh, late-night talk show hosts, of course, I minister to my flock. Judge Rita Mella ordered Ajmian to pay $95 court charge and sign a two-year order of protection directing him to stay away from O'Brien the Roman Catholic priest was arrested while trying to enter the NBC building in Manhattan for a taping of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, despite being warned to stay away by the network's security personnel. So apparently these shows, um, you know, they're just private affairs. And if they don't want you there, it's not, it's not like it's a you know, public forum. Um, on uh, Friday, a judge uh, found him fit to stay in trial despite claims of psychiatric uh, issues. Ajamian, who allegedly began writing to O'Brien in September of 06, has been placed on leave by the Boston Archdiocese. He was removed in June from his last posting at St. Patrick Parish in Stoneham. After two years, he attended Harvard um, University at the same time as O'Brien, but it's not clear whether the two ever crossed paths. So maybe he became obsessed with him because he was at Harvard but never met him, or maybe he always lusted after him from afar. Hard to say. Um, But um, it's clear that uh, these people who go into the priesthood are just mentally fucked. There's not a one of them. I have never met a fucking priest that was, you know in any way, shape, or form, could be mistaken for a normal human being. Now, Hank Williams, 
came up from a gum With heart full broken country songs But Nashville, Tennessee Didn't really understand him Cause he did things differently Than the way that they were done But when he finally made it to the grand old Opry He made it stand still He ended up on alcohol and pills
apartment in the city Me and Loretta like living there Well, it's been years since the kids had grown A life of their own Left us alone John and Linda Live in Omaha And Joe is somewhere On the road We lost Davy In the Korean War And I still don't know what for Don't matter You know that old trees just grow stronger And old rivers grow wilder every day Old people just grow lonesome Waiting for someone to say Hello in Someday, 
and spot some hollow ancient eyes. Please don't pass them by and stare as if you didn't care. Say hello in there. Hello. John Prine on Jester Radio goes out to S. Poe. Earl Scruggs before that, uh, featuring uh, Jerry Douglas and uh, the incredible Steve Martin. Freddie Eaglesmith started that set with Alcohol and Pills, and you're listening to JR with a Twang on Jester Radio this Tuesday, April the 8th, the year of our Lord, 2008. Got a call a little earlier from the uh, incredible Graydon Square who um, is, a, I guess, a, you know, it's, it's, you call him a topical singer, but it's really sort of a, um, a flat thing to say. He's really the only guy that's writing, you know, shit out there that um, really raises a lot of cool questions, and um, um, it's like revolutionary. It's really the only revolutionary music going on out there. Like, you know, makes my heart beat faster when I listen to it. Uh, Pope Benedict the uh, 16th or whatever number we're up to recognizes the damage and pain caused by the clergy sex abuse crisis. He's he's like this, this guy, sharp as a tack, and he'll seek to heal wounds during the U.S. trip next week. Cardinal Tarsizio Bertoni, in an interview with Jester Radio, said Benedict will deliver a message of trust and hope when he meets American clergy at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. By the way, if you've never been there... Um, at St. Patrick's Cathedral. It is a fucking stupendous tourist site. Uh, the first time I went there, my Uncle Rick took me and my brother into the city um, for some reason to go hang out in Midtown. And we walked into the church, and my Uncle Rick, there are these big, uh, huge brass plates on the floor. And he walks over, like, really loud, starts stomping. There's, like, like people praying in the church and people quietly, you know, walking around lighting candles and he starts pounding and my uncle rick was like an enormous fucking guy he was like six six huge broad shoulders and uh just shock white hair since he was like probably in his 30s or 40s and he had this huge shit-eating grin and he was a real wise guy and he stomps his foot on this one of these brass plates and he goes kids get over here so I'm going to learn you something. You know what's down here? You know what's over here? This is where they put the Jews back in the old days. <laughs> we all looked at each other like, what? They did? And he's like, that's right. Come on over here. I'll show you some more. The abuse crisis caused so much suffering for the victims, for the families of the victims, and above all, to the church. Above all, the church itself, because it was a contradiction with the great educational mission of the church, Bertoni lamented during the 30-minute interview in the Fresco Treaty Hall of the Apostolistic Palace. U.S. dioceses have paid out hundreds of millions of bucks in claims since this crisis began six years ago in Boston, where Cardinal Bernard Law ultimately resigned as archbishop. Nearly 14,000 molestation claims have been filed uh, against the Catholic Church since 1950, a substantial chunk of them in recent years. I just got mine in a couple of months ago. Um, Catholics in, uh, because what are they going to say? It didn't happen? Catholics in Boston had hoped Benedict would visit their city in the wake of the scandal. Bertoni said Benedict, uh, who's going to turn 81 next week, um, his visit to the U.S., uh, he's fit, but he can't meet all the invitations from the U.S. cities, had to limit himself to Washington and New York. So this... This shows you how much the church is concerned. First of all, the first words out of this cocksucker's mouth 
is that they're trying to open the path of healing and reconciliation. That's the key word here. In other words, they're trying to stop the the blood loss and these lawsuits, get these people to start, uh, you know, forgiving all the priests that fucked them up the ass when they were kids, tricked them into their back room, tricked their parents into trusting them to take them overnight and fucking raped them and ruined their fucking lives. Uh, these poor kids grew up and committed suicide. They uh, com- committed horrific acts on other kids, not even understanding why they were doing it. Just a fucking life of hell. Um, and the first words out of this cocksucker's mouth is we want reconciliation because, you know, they paid enough. So the fact that this guy is finally making it over to the United States five fucking years after the scandal broke, and the fact that he's not even bothering to go to Boston because, hey, I'm the fucking Pope. I can't go everywhere where they invite me. Not the actual place where this whole thing started, least of all. And uh, so they're just, uh, you know, disingenuous... uh, uh, crap. So if um, you happen to be in New York or Washington when the Pope comes to town, as he rides down, uh, you know, the street in his Pope mobile waving to the crowd, hopefully you will be there and you will represent the voice of reason and say things and do things that are appropriate for the circumstances. Rather than kiss his fucking holy ass, maybe, you know, hold up a sign of, uh, you know, somebody who took their life because they had been raped by a priest as a child and, um, you know, couldn't live with themselves, didn't understand what happened, couldn't, you know, uh, handle the trauma, the dichotomy of what their parents said about the church and what they were taught about God and what this pig did to them in the fucking dark uh, recesses of uh, of the church. A two-year-old girl died after being beaten with a video game controller by her mother's boyfriend in York, Pennsylvania. New charges are expected, police said today. Uh, Darisabel Baez was pronounced dead late yesterday at Hershey Medical Center, according to Police Lieutenant Ron Camacho. The girl's mother, Nida E. Baez, who's 19 years old, uh, called for an ambulance on Sunday saying that her boyfriend, Harv L. Johnson, had brought the unconscious child into her limp and wet from an attempt to revive her in the bathtub. So the 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 mother, the 19-year-old mother, wasn't even aware that her kid was dead until after the guy had, tried, had first tried to wake her up, failed at that, then put her in a bath and tried to wake her up that way. So what the fuck the mother was doing all that time uh, is just unknown, especially since she claims later on that she did hear the kid crying out. So she heard the kid crying out. She must have heard the guy beating her fucking senseless with a video game controller. Maybe she walked in the way of his video game. Jefferson acknowledged beating the girl with a video game controller but didn't say why, police said. Uh, Baez said Johnson had abused the girl in the past, said she had heard the girl scream after Johnson beat her on Sunday. Johnson, uh, who's 26, was charged with aggravated assault, reckless endangerment, and other counts, Baez was charged with endangering the welfare of a child. Detective Dana Ward said Baez was charged because she didn't intervene or try to get help for a uh, little Derisabel. Camacho said that because of the girl's death, new charges will be filed. Uh, they're in custody um, as we speak. His bail is set to 200 grand, hers is uh, set to 25 grand. So maybe somebody wants to go post their bail. And then uh, dispense a little 
street justice. Retail gas prices uh, could climb as high as $4 a gallon this summer, but prices at such lofty levels will make many Americans think twice um, about hitting the road. According to the Energy Department, high prices in a weak economy are expected to cut demand for gasoline by about 0.4% during the peak summer driving season. The Department's Energy Information Administration said in a monthly report on petroleum supplies and demand, overall, consumption of petroleum products will drop by 90,000 barrels a day this year. Previously, the EIA had projected petroleum consumption would rise uh, by 40,000 barrels a day. So first they said it'll be up 40,000. Now they say it'll be down. So, you know, as usual, these are just a bunch of uh, boneheaded uh, uh, bureaucrats who, you know, produce reports that have absolutely no meaning whatsoever. Average monthly gas prices will peak around 360 a gallon in June. They said prices could rise much higher than that at times. It's important to note that even if the national average monthly gasoline price peaks at 360 per gallon this summer, it's possible that prices at some point are going to cross over the $4 threshold. So if they're going to if they're going to average at 360, they're going to have to get over $4 a gallon somewhere. The government had previously estimated that average monthly prices would peak at three fifty a gallon, uh, many analysts predict prices are going to hit the four dollar mark. So, uh, brace yourself, Mary. It's absolutely uh, a certainty. Uh, this one um, sent in by Poe, uh, Pulitzer judges who dismissed rock and roll as barbaric and subversive have awarded Bob Dylan the Pulitzer Prize. Dylan, who is said to be the most acclaimed and influential songwriter of the past half-century brought rock from the streets to the lecture halls. Dylan's honorary Pulitzer cited his profound impact on popular music and American culture marked by lyrical compositions of extraordinary poetic power. He received the award uh, yesterday. And so uh, here's a little twang from the jester himself. You're tuned into the ravings of a clown on JR. Lay down, honey. Lay, lady, lay Lay across my big breast bed Lay, lady, lay Lay across my big breast bed Whatever colors you have In your mind I show them to you And you see them shine Lay, lady, lay Lay across my big breast bed Stay, lady, stay Stay with your man a while Till the break of day Let me see you make them smile His clothes are dirty But his His hands are clean And you're the best thing That he's ever seen Stay, lady, stay Stay with your man a while 
Promise me that you'll give faith a fighting chance And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance Stunning voice of Leanne Womack on Jester Radio. And that one goes out to uh, Lulu. What a beautiful voice. Dylan, before that, the Pulitzer Prize winning Bob Dylan on uh, Jester Radio started that set with a twanger from his Nashville Skyline album. Stunned everybody after a six-year break. Um, quite literally fucked his leg up pretty good in a motorcycle accident up at Woodstock. Hold himself up and uh, just uh, disappeared. A lot of people consider that, uh, you know, the equivalent to, like, the Jesus missing years when Dylan was, you know, uh, very scarce. And then he came back uh, with this Nashville Skyline albums, an album full of uh, country and western tunes, which was more of Dylan's homage to his um, influences, like, uh, you know, Johnny Cash and um, Hank Williams and all those great sounds that he grew up listening to that influenced his sound so much pulitzer prize winning uh bob dylan on jester radio you're tuned into the ravings of a clown on jr hanging with v and lulu in the jester radio chat room why not stop by 646-502-8600 get you live on the air with your old pal the jester if you got something on your mind something uh you want to get off your chest now's the time come clean make a full breast of it Video was released uh, late yesterday afternoon showing a brutal beating at the hands of a gang of teenage girls. And let me tell you, I saw this video, man. It was fucking unreal. What I was talking about before, about how uh, we seem to be uh, entering this very callous, mean kind of phase um, that you always read about in Stephen King books. Their motivation for the attack was allegedly so they could post the video on YouTube. Um, apparently some chick had dissed some other girl on her MySpace page. And as retaliation, they lured her into a room where eight fucking kids started pounding the fuck out of her. And she got some real injuries. These were, you know, kids, but there was a fucking gaggle of them. You know, you could fight off one or two, maybe three or four, but there was eight 
And they did the whole thing while somebody videotaped it and then put the whole thing on YouTube. The victim reported the attack after she was beaten so badly she had to be treated at the hospital. That's when the sheriff's office started looking into it and they learned about the video. The sheriff's called it shocking, saying uh, he'd never seen anything like it. It was a vicious attack, all captured on home video inside a uh, Polk County, Florida home. When 16-year-old Victoria Lindsay arrived at her friend's house where she'd been staying, six girls were waiting. Immediately they started yelling and one girl began pummeling the victim on the video. The girls can be heard encouraging uh, the fight in the background, even taunting Lindsay to fight back, all while one of them held the camera. The victim's family said that it was an elaborate plot to injure and embarrass Victoria. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay's parents couldn't believe their daughter had to endure the attack. That's my Tony. Don't do that to my Tony, said the victim's mother. While she was watching the video, 16-year-old suffered a concussion, eye injuries, uh, several bruises during the attack. Two others were outside keeping watch. She was lured into the home for the sole purpose of capturing and posting the video of her getting a fucking beatdown. What the fuck kind of sick-ass world are you people living in out there? Holy Christ. Speaking of whom, Christian groups, uh, a, a Christian group is suing Google uh, over the uh, Internet giant's refusal to take its anti-abortion ads. Uh, apparently, they think that Google is a public service and is required to take everybody's ads, whether they agree with them or not. Um, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to pay for an ad on Google so that whenever somebody types in abortion, they see an ad saying, you know, wait quick before you do anything you know hold christ's hand and you know and and just grab them before they slip into the maws of uh, satan the christian institute a non-denominational christian charity wanted to pay google uh, so that whenever the word abortion was typed into the popular search engine its link would appear on the side of the screen the link would have read uk abortion law news and views on abortion from the christian institute but Google refused the advertisement because it said it's got a policy of declining sites which, which mix the issue of abortion with religious views. There you go. That's it. It's our policy that we don't mix abortion with religion. Abortion is a medical procedure that's the um, sole ethical and moral decision of the individual involved and it's got the, the the idea of religion doesn't enter into it. It's not in their purview. So fuck off. Its Dublin-based advertising team replied, at this time, Google policy does not permit the advertisements of websites that contain abortion and religious-related content. There you go. If it's got abortion and it's got religion, it's okay if you got religion and the religious site just says shit about praise Jesus and thank God, but if the site says, and don't have an abortion, which is just a medical procedure, none of your fucking business, then we don't link to it. Don't accept it. It's uh, superstitious mumbo-jumbo. And we don't kowtow to that. How fucking cool is that? I mean, at least, you know, you got somebody out there. This is Google UK, by the way. So at least there's some, you know, people with some sensibilities, you know. Uh, Cedar Rapids police say a woman chased down a burglar, bagged him with an ice scraper, and then made him pick up the stolen loot that he dropped when he was running away. 
Police were called to Deidre Rodriguez's home yesterday where they found her holding 16-year-old Jake Murfield at bay with an ice scraper. This must be one of these big-ass ice scrapers, not like the little, you know, pocket kind. She told cops that, that when she came home, she heard someone jump out of the back window. She saw the teen running across the yard carrying jewelry, cell phones, and a video game. I guess he was carrying a sack or a bag of some kind. I don't think he was could have had all that stuff in his pocket. But then again, how could she have seen him holding all that stuff? Uh, Rodriguez changed, uh, or rather chased the suspect uh, who started dropping shit along the way. When she caught him, she hit him on the head with the ice scraper and he gave up. And then she made him walk back and pick up all this shit. <laughs> she was whacking him on the fucking head. This is in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Get the tough fucking broads they got over there. Police said they easily caught a bank robbery suspect. We do one of these fucking stories a night about how some bonehead goes in to rob a bank and leaves some obvious way of identifying themselves. Well, here's one from East Point, Georgia. They said that uh, after uh, he had taken a taxi uh, to and from the scene of the crime, <laughs> it was easy to track him down. East Point Police Captain Russell Popham said officers arrested Marcus Chisholm at his apartment just a few hours after he robbed the SunTrust Bank, authorities said uh, Chisholm had uh, a cab pick him up his apartment, take him to the bank, and then uh, take him home. And the cab driver gave uh, the cops uh, Chisholm's uh, address and identified him on the surveillance video and said, yeah, he's the one. Hey, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio. It's uh, JR with a twang this Tuesday, April the 8th. And here's a couple from, um, you might not think, uh, that would do a country and western song. This is an homage to the great Roy Rogers and the great sense of comfort that he gave us um, sitting in our easy chairs uh, watching him uh, back in the day. Um, the idea that these innocent times on the old prairie with these people who lived, you know, simple cowboy ways um, even to this day, has just this powerful uh, attraction to it. So here's uh, Bernie Taub's um, homage. Sometimes um, you dream, and sometimes it seems that there's nothing there at all. Elton John on JR, back before he sucked. Please don't touch that dial. Sometimes you dream. There's nothing there at all You just seem older than yesterday And you're waiting for tomorrow to call You draw to the curtains And one thing's for certain You're cozy in your
The Kaiser Chefs, the Kaiser Chiefs on Jester Radio goes out to the Kaiser Chef, Chef on Jester Radio. Let's try that again. The Kaiser Chiefs. Everybody, I love you. Every day, I love you less and less. Elton John before that and Roy Rogers. And uh, continuing our JR with a twang theme this evening. That's... Uh, uh, Elton and Bernie's uh, homage to the uh, Western uh, TV shows and, uh, you know, how life can suck. But when you go home and, you know, God bless uh, the, you know, carpets all paid for. God bless the TV. Let's go shoot a hole in the moon. And Roy Rogers is riding tonight, returning to our silver screen. Comic book characters never grow old. There's never been a hero since stories were told of the red sequin cowboy who sings of the plains of cowboys and rustlers and home on the range. They'll turn on the TV and shut out the light. Roy Rogers is riding tonight. You see that the, the uh, sex appeal of the uh, country and western, the, the, the new country, the old real country and western, the new shit like the Leanne Womack tune we played before, too poppy. This fucking new uh, country, man, it's got this pop sound to it. I mean, the country rock back in the day, you know, with Poco and Pure Prairie League and the Eagles, that was a fucking sound, man. That was really a, a, a part of the country and Western sound. They always use the same instruments, you know, a lot of stringed instruments, a lot of bowed instruments, a lot of solos. So this country and, and rock are very compatible. But country and pop, man, that's the shit that freaks me out. So um, although I know it's a beautiful lyric and I do uh, uh, just absolutely adore Leanne's voice, um, who she's, to those not in the know, is almost always mistaken for Dolly. So... Um, quite a tribute to Dolly, who was probably you know the greatest voice. Say what you will about that fucking rack, but it's probably she's probably the greatest uh, female voice in the in the history of uh, country music. Police said they easily caught a bank robber. We did this one. You Why do you keep doing this to me? You're killing me. Rapid City Police say an intoxicated man um, has been arrested for standing in the middle of a street uh, last night and threatening motorists with a bow and arrow uh rapid city south dakota lauren two bulls 23 of rapid city was arrested he's charged with six counts of aggravated assault and one count of uh, theft of mislaid property police say two bulls had a large razor knife he reeked of alcohol and he was slurring his words so a couple of uh, motorists called the police <laughs> He was aiming a bow and arrow. And the guy's obviously an Indian. They can't say it in the story, but he's from South Dakota, and the fucking guy's name is Lauren Tubles. Uh, people in one car said they saw a man shoot an arrow at, a, at another vehicle before taking aim at them. They said a third vehicle also passed while the guy was aiming at the cars. So it was, it was getting pretty uh, freaky out there. And it's like looking up and seeing a guy, you know, shooting from a fucking tower. Uh, the Absolute Vodka Company apologized on Saturday for an ad campaign depicting the southwestern U.S. as part of Mexico and angry calls for boycott by U.S. consumers. The um, Absolute Vodka Company has been doing this uh, ad campaign now for a while called The Absolute World. 
and they show some kind of like fantasy thing that it, you know everybody thinks is the way it should be, and they say absolute you know something next to it. So they so they ran an ad in Mexico that showed like the fucking forty percent of the U.S. that was bought from Mexico like fucking you know three hundred years ago, fair and square. It shows all that territory is belonging to Mexico still. And then over it, it says absolute Mexico, you know, meaning, you know, they ripped you off. This is the way it should be. Uh, you were suckered out of your land. That's why you have a fucking right to cross the Rio Grande anytime you damn well please, because they stole it from your ancestors. And in a perfect world, this is the way. So people have started freaking out, uh, saying the last thing we need is more Mexican, <laughs> fucking arrogant Mexicans crossing the border with a bottle of vodka in each hand saying fucking damn straight uh, remember the Alamo that's my fucking territory the campaign which promotes ideal scenarios under the slogan in an absolute world showed an 1830s era map where Mexico included California Texas and in the other southwestern states Mexico still resents uh, losing that territory in the 1848 Mexican-American war and the fight for Texas independence but the ads which ran only in Mexico have since ended uh, were less than ideal for Americans undergoing a border buildup and embroiled in an emotional dispute and debate over the illegal immigration over their southern neighbor. More than a dozen calls to boycott Absolute were posted on uh, uh, michellemalkin.com, a website operated by conservative columnist uh, Michelle Malkin. The ad sparked heated comment on a half dozen other Internet sites and blogs in no way was it meant to offend or disparage, nor does it advocate uh, an altering of the borders, nor does it lend support to any anti-American sentiment, nor does it reflect any immigration issues. Uh, they said in a uh, statement on their consumer inquiry phone line, so if you call in to complain, you get this fucking recording saying, we didn't mean this, we didn't mean that. Some fringe U.S. groups also claim the land is rightfully part of Mexico, while extreme immigration foes argue parts of the U.S. already are being taken over by Mexico. In an absolute world, a company that produces vodka fires its entire marketing campaign in a desperate attempt to win back enraged North American customers after a disastrous ad campaign backfires. Uh, one guy using the moniker Salsa and Chips wrote, on the uh, website, a plan for uh, comprehensive immigration reform designed to deal with an estimated 12 million undocumented immigrants in the U.S., the vast majority from Mexico, uh, as you know, collapsed last summer under the emotional weight of this uh, very heated uh, debate. Uh, if you got something to say about it, give us a call, 646-502-8600. Louie, by the way, who happens to be in the Jester Radio chat room right now, uh, chewing the fat with V lives right in the thick of the fray, right on the border town uh, in El Paso, Texas. Finally this evening, United Arab Emirates, Dubai's crown prince, paid $2.7 million for a camel uh, during a desert festival celebrating Bedouin traditions in the Emirate of Abu Dhabi. These guys who wipe their fucking asses with $100 bills while the people of, you know, the Arabs in the street, you know, are fucking drinking their own piss. They're so poor. Um, are just filthy fucking dictators. Uh, they run the, they run their fucking country with an iron hand uh, un, under Sharia law. Meaning, if you know you steal from somebody, you get your fucking hand cut off. 
and they walk around with these phony baloney prince outfits and act like they're royalty. They're not royalty. They're dictators. Royalty are people that inherit the throne after, you know, generations, decades, of centuries of, of uh, family. But these people, they just kill each other in an armed coup, and then they call themselves prince. That's not real royalty. So this guy goes out to a fair. This is the big uh, thing that he does every year. He goes out to the... Um, to this, uh, to this big fair in the desert, uh, and he buys somebody's camel for some ridiculously sick fucking amount of money, which is, you know, chump change to him. And you can imagine $2.7 million to a fucking Bedouin in the desert for his camel. I mean, he's, you know, he becomes a fucking millionaire for life. The festival also included a camel beauty contest where thousands of owners strutted their animals in a bid for the top prize of finest overall camel and separate categories related to the age of the color, the color of the camels, and which features um, such as best neck, uh, best lips, best hump, uh, and their legs and feet are judged. Sheikh Hamdan bin Mohammed bin Rashid al Maktoum, the son of Dubai's ruler Sheikh Mohammed, bought 16 camels for $4.5 million, including one female, for 2.7 mil. The price tag was still a fraction of the record price. Um, paid at auction for a horse. The Green Monkey, a thoroughbred cult, was purchased at a Florida auction back in 06 for $16 million. So, not that crazy. <laughs> he spent $4.5 million, more than 17,000 camels from oil-rich Gulf countries, the Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Oman, Qatar, and Bahrain were registered for the beauty contest, for the beauty contest which gave out millions of dollars in prize money, more than 100 four-wheel drive vehicles and pickup trucks. You imagine these fucking Arabs tearing across the desert with their, uh, you know, Jeep Grand Cherokee. How fucking sick is that? Holy crap. Hey, you've been listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio this uh, Tuesday, April the 8th, the year of our Lord, uh, 2008. Th uh, thank you so very much for stopping by and spending a little of your time with us this evening. I can't even begin to tell you uh, what it means to us when you do. Um, extra special thanks to all those that stopped by the Jester Radio chat room, Louis and V, and uh, S. Poe for getting uh, Graydon Square and Graydon himself. Um, thanks so very much for calling in. Remember, uh, Bob the Engineer has asked me to remind you that if you've missed any portion of this evening's show, it'll be recast at 2 a.m. and again at 2 p.m. following all times Eastern. Uh, please remember, be impeccable with your word. It's your one and only word, and there's absolutely nothing um, that defines you uh, more than it. Don't take anything personally. It's not about you, even if you're there in the room. Uh, most people bring in their own lives and projections with them and even though they're looking at you and talking to you, they're dealing with their own shit. Uh, it's, not, uh, it's not about you. Don't make assumptions. You have no idea what happened uh, just outside the other side of that door before you came in the room, and um, you just never know. And uh, please, most importantly, always do your best. That's the most important thing. We will meet in that place where darkness never comes. That's my solemn promise to you. Until that time, here's this happy trails. I'll see you tomorrow.
happy trails to you until we meet again happy trails to you keep smiling until then who cares about the clouds when we're together Happy trails to you Till we meet again Happy trails. 